Hey there, this is Ashraf. Welcome back to Focus on Winning. And today, I'll be talking about how to become a top influencer. Our featured guest, Heather Heavenwood, will be dropping value bombs on this topic. Now, who is Heather? She is the CEO of Heavenwood Worldwide and Chief Sexy Boss. She is a serial entrepreneur and is regarded as a top authority on digital marketing strategies and online business sales system. She was named by Huffington Post as one of the top 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs. And plus, she's also a contributor of Entrepreneur.com. And she has her own podcast, Influence Like a Boss. Alright, let's get to it. So the real question is this, how would an entrepreneur like us, who literally start from nothing or has limited resources and yet still wants to build an empire, join Usheruf as he answers this big question so you can apply it too. Welcome to Focus on Winning. Heather. Say hello to our listeners and share one thing about yourself that most people don't know. Yeah. Hi, my name is Heather Havenwood. I'm sitting in Austin, Texas. And let's see, I am an, um, I help people with their influence. So when you are an influencer, what you're doing is you're, you're getting more exposure, more visibility, more reach for your message. And so you want to be able to really expand your influence online. And so I help people with the strategies and the structures on how to actually have that happen. Right. And so one of the things that people don't know about me is I live in Austin, Texas, and I live near a thing called Barton Springs, and I go swimming every day in Barton Springs, and it literally is a spring with um, green fungi, as they call it, or green algae, and what's beautiful about it is that my skin feels amazing. It's like kind of the thing that people ask me, what do you, what do, you do for your skin? Why does it look so amazing? <laughs> and I'm like, because I, I swim in fungi. <laughs> so is that a secret of beauty <laughs> yes it's a secret my secret of beauty is i i swim in fungi <laughs> well i would love to to try it next time <laughs> yes well that's really an amazing thing about you so heather before we deep dive in i want to start off with the difference between influence and persuasion because sometimes i kind of confuse with these two and i think some of our listeners are also confused about it so heather please enlighten us what's the difference the difference between influence and persuasion Mm -hmm. okay so here's the distinction you have to attract people first before you can convert them into product or service right? So McDonald's, right? McDonald's is everywhere, right? If you live in Malaysia, even you know what McDonald's is. If you live in Asia, you know what McDonald's is. McDonald's is kind of a core fast food company that's around the world as well as Starbucks. Now the difference between Starbucks and McDonald's is that McDonald's has, and for many, many years has done consistent 
long-term branding and advertising where in a way they're everywhere all the time, right? They really are everywhere all the time. And so by the time that we're thinking about a hamburger, then all of a sudden we're like, oh, we should probably do McDonald's because I constantly see them all the time. Then I walk in and now then they can convert me into a sale. So that's the distinction, right? So the key of influence online today is being everywhere all the time such that when people are considering that product or service, they're thinking of you to reach out to you or to go to your site or go to your store or wherever the hell it is, such that then you can convert them. The opposite of that is, let's say, Starbucks. I mean, Starbucks really only now is doing marketing. You know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. They're not doing full marketing. It's only in the last like year or two. Or do we even see commercials? You know, and there's a reason for that. They have a different kind of influence structure that they're doing, such that when we think of coffee, we think of Starbucks. We probably don't think of McDonald's when we think of coffee. Maybe we do, doubt it. But my point is, is that they've created everywhere all the time just for the fact that they freaking are everywhere. You know what I mean? So it's that Mm -hmm. concept of influence attract first to move people into the conversion, which is the persuasion or the sale, the conversion, right? So that's what I talk about. So, so is it kind of like the same? I mean, uh, it's not the same. It's, It's two steps. It's two steps. So, You know, I always like to look everything like dating, right? Or marriage or sex, because it's easy. Wow. When you're, when you, I mean, there's marriage, right? Which is a massive commitment. And then there's like sex or a sexual encounter, which is like what I call (laughs) a short term commitment, right? And then you have like a date, right? Mm -hmm. Or even just getting them on the date. So getting them on the date is like the influence, right? Mm. Okay. And seeing them and connecting with them and, and, and going on a couple of dates. Right. But the persuasion Uh, is actually persuading them to actually, I don't know, be your boyfriend or girlfriend or have a sexual encounter or whatever, or persuading them to actually then get married. That's the commitment piece. They're very separate steps. You don't go on a first date with a woman, at least in our country and go ask them for marriage. You know, you don't do that. I mean, I don't know. Every culture is different. But for me, in America culture, you would never do that. So the influence, mm, yeah, piece, yeah, right. that consistency, right. going on dates and having a good time and getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. So influence is the first step. And then the, the persuasion is the second step. Wow. Yeah. And I love the way you make an analogy of dating and marriage. <laughs> and i love the phrase that you use there be everywhere all the time and it basically means be omnipresent in a social media world right so when that happened right when they see us everywhere on twitter instagram facebook everywhere all the time they will be like all right all right you are everywhere just get get out of my face already just get out of my feet already right so what happened is they will go to our profile they will go to and do some research about us or maybe you know just click everything that we post on on our post and yes they might get annoyed but the key is to be present many times right to be to show our face our brand to them so that 
when they turn off their social media, they will still think of us, right? So the key is to be omnipresent and to be persistent, consistent, so that they always know us. They will think of us, know us, and that's how you build an influence. Yeah, the key is being omnipresent everywhere. Okay, so what the hell does that mean? In in today's world, we're paid for our value in the marketplace. So being omnipresent in today's world literally means consistently, constantly posting. So there's seven rules of influence that Robert Cialdini has talked about in his book, Influence. And one of them is commitment and consistency. So that's just one principle. You know, like, let's just say McDonald's right now stops advertising. That would be weird. Even, you know... (laughs) I haven't had a McDonald's hamburger in like four years. Okay. But, but when I travel, when I travel around Texas in my car, that's the first place I go to go to the bathroom or get a coffee or get a soda because I know they're there. I know they're consistent. I know the quality of the location. I know the quality of the employees. I feel safe there. So I might not buy a hamburger, but I will go there and buy something else or use the facility or whatnot and, and, and go there and be a customer because they have literally ingrained in my brain for the last 25, 30 years of who they are. Same thing with Starbucks, right? So yep. part of that is just, it's just like ingrained in your brain. Yep, that's a good example. I mean, you of of course you are trusting someone that you have seen many times, right? Even if you are in the middle of nowhere, right? So that's one of the skills to become an influencer, which is become consistent, right? And since we are talking about becoming an influencer, not a persuader, so Heather, what are the skills that people should master in order to become an influencer? So there's a couple of skills, but I'll only, I'll just talk about one today because it's, it's a pretty in-depth skill. So we'll go into understanding how to double down on who you are. So let's talk about that today. So I love the story of, of, of like Kathy Griffin or comedians. So comedians, comedians like Kathy Griffith or Amy Schumer or Chris Farrell. These are all American comedians. The reason why they're so successful is they did a principle that is known in the comedian world or the improv world, which is a art form for, uh, for acting. And one of the things they've learned is what I call, it's called doubling down on who you are. So when you think of Kathy Griffin or Amy Schumer or Chris Farrell or uh, Eddie Murphy, you have an idea in your head of who their character is. Like there's a character, Richard Pryor, these are all old names, but there's a character to them. Even Kim Kardashian. Okay. Kim Kardashian's a huge influencer. <laughs> she has created this principle. And the principle is that you want to double down on who you are, like triple down on who you are. Like, like that piece of you that you don't want to deal with. That's the piece of you that you want to double down on who you are. Right. So if you're timid, you be like really timid. If you are uh, sweet, like be super sweet. If you're, Uh, overweight, like double down on your overweight. Like you're just like, this is a part of the character, (laughs) right? Or like Lizzo, who's a big Grammy winner now in in America. She's an overweight black woman, 
Well, she doubles down on that she's an overweight black woman. You know, she Damn. doubles down on that piece, right? Versus acting like she's a single, she's like a thin white girl. Like she's not that. She's not going to try to be someone she's not. She takes that piece of her that in the artist world probably is not, maybe she was told that it wasn't good. And she says, screw that. And she focuses on that. Makes sense. So you want to, mm-hmm. like you being, uh, you know, Malaysian, instead of saying, well, I want to, I want to be another race or whatever. Or you try to be someone else. Like you double down on you're like the Malaysian dude, you know, <laughs> Malaysian A, you know, you like double down yeah. on that. So amplify what you already have, right? Yeah. You emphasize what you already have and who you are. Wow. So it's like becoming yourself. Be be like yourself. Don't be others. And that that's one of your theme, right? In your website. <laughs> yes. So one of the things I talk about is how to take who you are and double down. So one of my clients at uh, the time, she, she's a, a woman in her 50s, single with kids. And she liked yoga when she came to me. And what I realized is that she wasn't really owning that she's like a yoga mama, you know, like she is, she truly loves yoga. She wants to teach yoga. She wants to embrace yoga. She wants everyone to do yoga, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I said, you need to become like yoga mama. You know what I mean? When when you really own yoga mama, (laughs) you become the mama of yoga, you know? And so people will be attracted to like that and she's in her 50s and she's got gray hair and she's beautiful but like she wasn't owning that she was in her 50s and she was a mom and a mama you know she wasn't owning that and so the moment she did her business started to flourish because it's like everyone already knew that's what she was but she wasn't willing to double down on it and the moment you double down on it it increases your influence we have to doubling down ourselves to be more specific, right? So that's what creates us unique from the others, right? Yeah. And what I love about that is that basically means niching down into a more specific niche, which uh, I don't know how to say this, but it is about creating your own niche, creating your own blue market, right? So that's what I get from what you are saying by doubling down yourself. So for the listeners, this is a part one series of how to become the top influencer. And on the next episode, we'll be talking about more in depth, like the mistakes that influencers make and also how to avoid that and also how to start from zero. No followers, no money, no fame. And all about that, we'll be talking on the next episode. So stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs> I just said next episode two times, right? Anyway, stay awesome. Hey, thank you for listening. We hope you can implement everything from this episode. And would you like to know more about business strategies and life hacks that you can apply right now? If so, subscribe to this podcast so you can become the best you. 